Hey everyone and welcome to Age of Reason. Welcome back to Age of Reason for those who are joining us again. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while since I've done last, uh, since I last did the show. Uh, there's many reasons for that. First of all, I was just busy writing things and I was working on my digital art. I was doing a lot of research for my writing as well. So I just didn't have the time to, to, to kind of juggle around with all of that. Uh, just before I start, I'd like to promote my book again, Beyond the Obscure. Uh, please get it. It's a great read. It's kind of like a film noir story, uh, psychological horror thriller. Um, what I'm doing right now is I'm actually trying to write a prequel to it, which is kind of slow going, but hey, that's life. I always say that if I was a generic writer, I could write uh, a book in a week. Okay, that's simple. Um, most people who are hanging out on places like Fiverr, for example, that's what they do. They write very generic stories, they get paid and that's, you know, they move on to the next generic story, but I'm not like that at all. So uh, anyway, so today I'm going to talk about the page briefly. So what this show and the Facebook page Age of Reason is about is mostly to talk about climate change, okay, because I feel that this is the most pressing concern that we have. People like Noam Chomsky, they say uh, there are basically two threats to the planets. One is nuclear war and second is climate change. Well, in my opinion, we'd have to be like really, really dumb. And I don't put it past people, but but I, I think we have to be extremely, extremely dumb to start a nuclear war, World War Three. But climate change, though, that, you know, um, I was watching the SpaceX launch a few days ago and they were all ready to go and they got it got canceled because of bad weather so even powerful intelligent men like Elon Musk cannot control the weather and that's very important so let's try to today is going to be a little bit different usually i cover an article or two but today i'm just going to try to catch up because obviously i haven't been this is the first show of 2020 actually so there's a lot of stuff that happened so first I saw this meme and this probably was posted about three days into 2020. So, uh, you know, like a lot of people say that, hey, my, my 2019 was horrible. So I'm looking forward to 2020. And then so within three days or so, we got uh, World War Three trending because Trump killed that Iranian general and everybody was kind of like in an uproar over that. Uh, Australia was on fire. That's very true. I'm going to talk about that in a bit. And of course, the coronavirus, which I'm also going to talk in, in a little bit. So this is kind of an important one here to, to set the context of what I'm trying to do. Uh, I recently posted a cement buffer. Uh, if people don't know what that is, it's kind of like a, a rotating cement thing, like to make it nice and even. Sometimes if you let go, it starts to rotate by itself. So it does look like a machine kind of revolting against the owner. It's pretty funny, but it's absolutely like, there's no essence to it. There's nothing for the mind in there whatsoever. So I posted that on a group, on an active group in Facebook, and you can see that a lot of people liked it. So I understand people on the internet, they want memes, they want some ridiculous nonsense because that's what sells right now. So if I posted something serious though, 
about a serious topic maybe i would get i don't know eight to ten likes or so that's it that's how people are engaged so personally i am very pessimistic about the future because of this because people just gravitate towards nonsense and not towards where they should be gravitating to so this is a picture this is a satellite photo uh, that was taken i think in in january this year uh, well this is australia and it's on fire so there were fires everywhere and uh, this picture here this was posted on cnn this is a real picture i didn't like you know blow it out or anything like that what you see here is actually smoke from the fires and it's indeed very difficult to see anything through there but we can clearly see that it's a beach and despite all that smoke in the air you can imagine of course it's very uh, harmful to, to people as well uh, but they still went to the beach so i i just want to remind you that this is be before the coronavirus okay so before the coronavirus people were already dumb the coronavirus didn't make people dumber. Uh, this picture, though, is taken during the coronavirus uh, outbreak. This is a picture from France. So uh, what, what France did is they locked down the, most of the country, although my parents live there and they tell me a different story, but they live in a very kind of small village. So maybe the rules in small villages are different from rules in big cities, which would make sense. Uh, anyway, so the government shut down places like public places, etc. Uh, and uh, people stayed at home. But instead of staying at home, they started going out to parks. Hey, free vacation time, right? They completely misunderstood the entire point of trying to avoid other people, etc. So this picture here, uh, I'm not sure exactly where it's from. It could be Florida. I'm, I don't remember, honestly. Uh, again, the same thing. So in the States, we see the same thing. Uh, many places started to shut down. Many, many politicians started to warn about social distancing, which is really, which we really should call physical distancing because nobody is forbidding you to socialize on the internet, etc. What we don't want you to do is to be in physical contact with other people. Because even if you are not very sick or you think you're not sick, you might carry the virus and you might carry it on to some very vulnerable groups out there. And eventually people might die because of you. So I don't want that kind of blood on my hands. If you do, that's, you know, that's your choice, but I don't. So I posted here a comment uh, I basically said that just shut the down, shut down the beaches. I don't see the problem. Like if people are dumb, if people like don't listen to authority, then the government just has to come in and, and stamp their authority on it. So what I got in response is a, a classic one-on-one response from this guy who doesn't really have an American name, really. He says, repeat after me, we are free. So this is kind of a get out of jail card for the idiots out there so they immediately start screaming freedom freedom what i said in response to that is that again i i repeated what happened in france that people started to going out and hanging out thinking that they got a free holiday when they should have been staying at home and practicing you know physical distancing 
The thing about freedom, though, specifically, is that it's a double-edged sword. What I mean by that is, for example, if you take smoking, so a smoker will think that he has the freedom to smoke anywhere he wants. But I think I have the freedom to not inhale the smoke and get cancer through secondhand smoking. Okay? So who's the winner here? Well, you have to go in the favor of health here. So in this case, I would be right because I don't want to be sick because somebody else is basically causing harm. That's what it's about. So once you, once you start saying, I'm free, I'm free to go around. No, if you're sick and you go out there and you contaminate other people, you're absolutely not free. Somebody has to control you. If you can't control yourself, then the government has to control you. People, some people, that's the only way they learn. Uh, this was, I don't know, this is something else posted there. So, you know, this probably comes from a kind of right-wing website. They made this funny meme saying that for some reason the left people, they uh, they protest everything like the uh, expensive healthcare, the uh, prison system, that Americans live paycheck to paycheck, which is true. Uh, but what real Americans protest, though, is we need a haircut. We have no sports on television. We can't go to the beach. The, the world is ending, right? So again, during the pandemic, I just want to bring you back a little bit. I think this happened back in January. What happened was that there was a cruise ship in Japan, where I live. Uh, they, had, they had many, many infected people on that boat, of course, because you're in a tight space and it's a great environment for virus to spread. So what some countries did is that they started to fly those people back to their country so they can treat them back home. And this picture comes from the UK. Uh, we see, you know, a convoy of buses. And if you look closely, the driver is not wearing a mask. So there you go. I mean, I'm sorry, but you talk about responsibility. How about the lack of responsibility? How about this guy not wearing a mask? And uh, this is kind of a related thing. So uh, I've noticed this this trend on CNN recently. It's, it's very kind of disturbing and strange at the same time. Uh, here is a question of, my kids don't want to wear a mask. What should I do? Uh, so there's an answer there. And basically, you can read it by yourself. You can pause the video. Go ahead. But in a nutshell, what it says here is that you need to make the masks kind of fun. Maybe Maybe buy some kind of mask with a design or... Uh, make the kid uh, draw some picture on it or something like that. Okay, I don't understand why do we need to take advice from five-year-olds? I thought we're, we're the adults in the room. I thought we're supposed to move things forward and yet we give way too much power to these kids who I'm sorry, but they don't know the world yet, okay? They really don't. So this never happened when I was a kid. This would never ever be an issue when I was growing up. If I'm told that I need to wear a mask for, for, to make people safer, I wear a mask. I shut up and I wear a mask. So I don't see the, the issue here that we need to treat these little children like some kind of exotic animals. Oh, don't, don't scare them or they'll fly away. Reminder, there's about 8 billion of us out there, okay? So we're not rare. We're not a rare species. We're not an endangered species yet. Uh, this was actually 
a related thing here. So uh, that's why I put it together. Um, again, how do I make sure this again from CNN, by the way, how do I make sure I'm not raising a racist child? Okay, well, here's what I'll say to this. I worked as a teacher, uh, as a language teacher in South Korea, I worked in China, I worked in Japan. Um, more or less, it's the same because kids are kids everywhere. Uh, despite what they say, you know, Japanese kids will sit down and be very obedient. Well, maybe in, in, a, in a public school it is. But one, once you go to these kind of after-school programs, they go wild just like anywhere else. So the other, the, the main problem I had as a teacher is that all, not all, okay, because I don't like to speak in absolutes, but most parents, they left the parenting thing for me or to other teachers. So instead of raising the kid themselves, they leave it to the, to the teacher. So I had to basically like teach their children morals and values as often as possible. Like, don't do this because it's bad. This should be education at home. This should, should have been finished before they step into my classroom. So again, I really kind of don't understand where we're going right now with this whole thing. Parenting right now sucks. Instead of like talking to your kid and, you know, satisfying their curiosity, what happens most of the time is that, hey, shut up. Here's the phone, go go away and play on the phone, or here's an iPad, go away, play a game, play a stupid game on the iPad. Just leave me alone. But if that's your attitude as a parent, then why in the heck do you have children? Surely you must understand that there is responsibility if you have kids. But uh, I feel like a lot of people really don't don't feel that responsibility whatsoever. Uh, I'm going to finish today by talking about climate change because, again, like I said, this is, for me personally, it's the most important issue that we have right now. So um, I'm, again, very pessimistic when it comes to that because a lot of reports say, like, oh, by 2050 we'll have that, but 2060 we'll have that. I'm actually afraid of the next 10 years. Forget 2050. I'm worried about 2030. So this graph here shows the global CO2 emissions by region. Uh, but what I really want to point out here is that there is this, this huge, huge increase after 1950. So World War II is over. So the baby boomers took over. Hey, let's make as many babies as we can. And of course, there was an associated boom with production as well. So more people equals more consumption. It's very straightforward. And at the same time, more people equals more emissions because, you know, everybody wants a car, everybody wants to eat meat. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people. Um, you know, they want to enjoy electricity at home, etc. So, of course, we're all responsible for, for emissions. Some countries more than others. But the, this big jump here, okay, from 1950, now we're in uncharted territory, really. We're way, way up there. So when we talk about climate change, there is a scientific consensus. You can go to skepticalscience.net, I think. Let me check. Skeptical science... Uh, skepticalscience.com actually okay so skepticalscience.com go to that website they 
debunk a lot of climate change myths that are floating out there. So I always say that go check out that website first and then if you have any problems, come here. Don't just come to this page and start saying crap like, oh, it's a liberal hoax or it's a Chinese hoax. You've done no research. You're just talking out of your ass here, okay? So do some research and then if you have any problems, come and ask more questions. So there is a scientific consensus among climate scientists. That's very important, again, to, to notice that because if I want my teeth fixed, for example, I don't go to a plumber. I go to a dentist. If I want to be good at sports, I would go to a sports trainer. I would not go necessarily, you know, to my dentist in this case. And it's the same with climate change. If I want climate change news, I go to climate scientists. Again, not dentists, because technically dentist is sometimes listed as a scientist too. He's a doctor, right? So there is scientific consensus amongst the scientists, but amongst the US population, there is a lot of debate. And this debate happens because uh, fossil fuel companies spend a lot of money on misinformation, and then they just rely on people's emotions, like people's emotions boil over and they go online and they spread nonsense. So in this map, what it shows is that the estimated percentage of adults who believe most scientists. So this map shows if people are not believe that the climate scientists are in agreement that climate change is happening. And here you see that only 52%, just a small majority of people believe that indeed there is an agreement among scientists. That's a very worrying map, by the way. Uh, this map is different. This is just kind of more generally asking, okay, do you think that global warming is happening? And here we have a 67% of agreement, so it's better than the 52 before. Uh, you can see that a lot of people living on the coasts are more worried than the people living uh, deeper in the country. And of course, that's for good reason, because a lot of coastal cities will be flooded in the future, in the near future. So, of course, these people worry a lot. That's just natural. Uh, finally, this map shows, uh, so yeah, th they ask the question here, uh, do you think that climate change will be harmful to you personally? And here, only 42% say that, yes, it will be harmful to me personally. So I just want to comment on this map very quickly. A lot of people don't understand climate change, I think. They think that it's just watching these, you know, pretty graphs of temperatures going up and down, and that's it. So sometimes it goes up, sometimes it goes down. It's basically like they confuse the climate and the weather as well. They don't understand the difference between the two. But climate change is actually an umbrella term. Climate change is a bit of everything taken into one you can build a climate model based on these variables. So for example, it's it's the currents of oceans because they're changing. It's the currents of winds because they're changing because of us. It's the natural disasters, uh, you know, coastal erosion, farming, uh, commercial farming, emissions from that. Uh, it's really a lot of things. It's not just the temperature, okay? So for example, if, if there's a drought somewhere in America, if there's a severe drought somewhere, that means that there is maybe almost no food production for that year. 
So that means that people there may might have problems from malnutrition or hunger, not temperature. Okay, temperature is temperature. Let's leave it aside. So this one here, actually, that's just to confirm what I said a, a second ago, is that indeed there is an agreement among climate scientists, 97%, at least, at least 97% agree that uh, climate change is happening. But there are some politically motivated groups that use misleading tactics and logical fallacies, by the way, to try to convince the public that there's a lot of disagreement among scientists. However, the scientific research has found that among climate scientists, there is virtually no disagreement that humans are causing climate change. Okay. Uh, there's a couple of graphs here. These slides come from Yale University. This is from the Yale uh, Climate for uh, Yale Center for Climate Change Communication, I think it's called. Okay. So here, what it says is that uh, what is your climate science literacy? Okay. What is it like? What do you know? So burning and other uh, burning oil and uh, fossil fuels produce CO2. Note that only 50% of the people here in the survey, and this is a pretty good survey, by the way, it's done just about two years ago. Only half of the people said, yep, it's indeed producing CO2. So again, half of the people don't even know that as a byproduct, we emit CO2. That's kind of shocking. Uh, greenhouse gases act like a blanket around the planet, tra uh, trapping the heat in there. Only a third of the people said, yes, that's the case. Only a third. So specifically CO2 traps heat in the Earth's atmosphere. Again, only a third said yes. Um, industrial activities, okay. So some of them are not true and some people said it's true. But anyway, th these are very kind of shocking statistics, really. I'm not surprised but it, it's just annoying to me uh, so here another one we have evidence that climate change is happening so this is divided into, into six categories so for example if you take the alarmed people and the concerned people these are usually people who are uh, well versed in the topic i'm in that group myself and uh, we know we, we share articles about climate change we talk to others about climate change etc so Usually the percentage there is very high. Like we we know that it's happening and why it's happening, and we know about the logical fallacies about it, etc. Uh, but the interesting part here is to notice about the cautious and the disengaged people. So that kind of to compare is like we have Republicans, we have liberals, and then we have you know, independence, but we have a lot of people who are just non-voters. And that's, in a nutshell, who the cautious and disengaged are, especially the disengaged. These are people who lack the knowledge, they lack the motivation, uh, they just live this kind of carefree existence, and they don't really care about anything like that. So this, uh, this slide illustrates this even better. So this talks about low ability and low motivation with the audience. So uh, even amongst the alarmed, which very much annoys me because really the number should be much lower. I have trouble understanding news about climate change. About a quarter said, yep, I, it's too hard for me. I don't understand. It's difficult. 
amongst the dismissive it's about a fifth of the people so these are kind of like the fringes okay but the most of the most of the people are again in the center the disengaged 77% said yep it's too hard for me I I probably don't want to even touch it and then the next line is uh, I don't like to hear about climate change so here you find what you expect to find is that the dismissive have 72% so nearly three quarters of them they don't even want to hear about climate change they know it's a for them it's a hoax okay so of course they don't want to hear anything about climate change So this one is a, is a little bit interesting. This is an exercise you can do at home, actually, is you can just close your eyes and ask yourself the question, so climate change and health specifically, so what kind of problems will I have health-wise from the impacts of climate change? So probably for a lot of people, what jumps to mind straight is, you know, dirty coal plant equals lung cancer, which is true or asthma a lot of the people who live right next to the to the coal plants and let's be honest there a lot of these people who live in those places are poor because the land value near polluting coal plant etc is very low so it's good to buy a house there but you're you're poor that's very important to, to say the poor are the first affected by climate change Again, I know that some Americans don't care, but if you go to some Pacific Island nations, uh, they basically have this tiny island of, of people, and because of the rising of the oceans, they sometimes have to, to raise their buildings, etc. But you can imagine that these buildings are not made to withstand any kind of major disaster. So the next time there's a hurricane, these people are directly at risk. In America, it's it's a little bit same. In some places where they have tornadoes, for example, you see like these, these bunch of houses destroyed and they're really like poor construction, cheap housing, you know? That's why they get destroyed. Uh, a, a proper like brick house will be damaged, yes, but not completely blown away. Uh, anyway, so here uh, we have lung disease and it dominates the answers, but we also have skin disease like skin cancer uh, allergies, that's uh, one people don't talk a lot about. Uh, Heat-related issues like heat strokes, I, I expected that to be a little bit higher because, uh, for example, in Japan, we have extreme summers. Uh, temperatures are over 40 degrees Celsius. Uh, there is like uh, humidity, which is like 90 to 100% sometimes. It's absolutely unbearable. Uh, many older people die from heat strokes in the summer because old people they don't sometimes notice they don't i don't know it's like their their body is is getting too old so they don't notice that it gets hot outside so instead of using the air conditioner they use the fan but the fan doesn't cool the air down the fan just moves air around that's all it does so then they get heat strokes and they die uh, vector-borne tropical and infectious diseases that's an interesting one just coming back to the COVID-19 for a second, uh, there is a, a, a certain portion of, of people who believe that COVID-19 came as a result of deforestation in that part of China. So what happened is that they basically burned the forests and the bats that live in those forests, they 
they have to like move around. So, and, and of course, yeah, it's true that in China they kind of eat everything that walks. That's largely true. Uh, again, because of poverty in a lot of cases, but yeah, the diseases is a, is a big part. Okay, so imagine like if you have a big ass hurricane and COVID nineteen in the same area. So now all these people who have to evacuate, they're going to go out there to shelters and they're going to contaminate it. Oh, everyone in that shelter. So it's a huge risk. Yes, uh, injuries and death and malnutrition and hunger. Again, malnutrition and hunger. I expect expected it to be a little bit higher because uh, the pressure that people put on the land is immense right now. Uh, it's not just about food, but it's also about water safety. And uh, finally, just to finish off, uh, because it seems like Joe Biden is going to be the uh, Democratic nominee for presidential election. Um, not a fan, by the way. Uh, the only thing that he always seems to kind of repeat is that basically he's not Trump. So he's not Trump, therefore people should vote for him. That's it. Nothing else. No issues. Forget Medicare for all. Uh, forget like living wage. Uh, forget the prison reform, immigration. Forget all of that. I'm not Trump. That's it. That's my only issue. So I made this funny meme. I put myself, well, I'm not Trump either. But I love science, and if people vote for me, I will definitely promote science and uh, promote sp space exploration, etc. So, yeah. Well, I that's it for today. That's all I wanted to cover. Uh, there's of course more things that happened, but next week I'm gonna try to have Jeremy on the show, and we're gonna talk a bit more about these these things. But for today, that's all. Just kind of nice and easy. Um, I hope everybody's staying safe. Uh, please remember that the COVID-19 is far from over. Uh, yes, there are places reopening, but I am kind of very skeptical about that because, again, uh, the rates of infections are still very, very high. And um, uh, somebody, one of my friends said that during the Spanish flu, back in the, after World War I, uh, the disease had three peaks. So right now we had one peak, more or less, in most countries already passed it, but it wouldn't be surprising to have a second and third wave. So people relax and then it creeps back in. So that's very dangerous. I hope people are staying safe and uh, I'm going to try to do this more often now. I'm just going to start today and uh, I'll see you next time. Thanks for watching.